Oma Gyana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmashi Guravenu Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Vodadaya Pushpavanto Chitrasanu Tamonudo Hey Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kantarada Kantanamostate Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vyayavacha Paditanam Pavani Bio Vaishnavi Bio Namunam. to all the devotees. Um, so I'm now um, continuing with our topic about the Vaishnavi saints. Um, I have prepared uh, some interesting um, materials. There is um, um, article uh, which Shamananda Prabhu recommended me. It is from Satyanarendas Babaji. It mainly uh, concentrates, of course, on this topic about uh, guru, if we women can be gurus, but it's also given a general um, review about, um, about our main scriptures, how we come from uh, the, the main pramana we take from Shriman Bhagavatam, where there is no comment about uh, women gurus, women cannot be gurus. And also uh, further on, there is a topic, um, he also goes through the Rupa Goswami and Jiva Goswami's comments, where there is also no place where they say that uh, women cannot be gurus. And all the qualities of Vaishnavas, of Acharyas described there uh, are for both. Uh, but there is some more detailed, peculiar information I have found, and I, I thought maybe it could be also some interest. He's turning to Amarakosha, uh, which is a um, well-respected lexicon in Sanskrit. And there, there are mentioned uh, separate words for the wife of an Acharya and for a female Acharya. So the word Acharya is a synonym, synonym for the word Guru. And Amarakosha refers to the wife of an Acharya as Asacharyani, whereas female Acharya is called Acharya, like in both cases, is the, the same. And similarly, it calls a female teacher of part of the of Veda Upadhyaya or Upadhyayi. And a wife of an Upadhyaya is called Upadhyayani. So um, there are separate words for the wives of an Acharya and the, uh, an Upadhyaya and for females who are themselves Acharyas and Upadhyayas. They do not exist in the Sanskrit lexicon. And it means that uh, um, it means that female gurus existed in the past as well. 
So it's a nice point he's giving here. And uh, I have also gathered some of the interesting um, biographies of uh, different Vaishnavis. Um, one of uh, also uh, famous Vaishnavis is Ganga Devi, who is the daughter of Nityananda Prabhu. So we know that Bhushuddha, his wife, gave birth to a boy and to a girl. So uh, Ganga Devi is said when she was born that Abhiram Thakur, who is very famous devotee of Nityananda Prabhu, and he's the chief, one of the chief sakas known as Sridham, he came to offer his obeisances uh, in front of the baby. Uh, but this was some type of test because whenever Abhiram was actually offering his obeisances, it was very dangerous because previously uh, some of the Vasudha babies, they have died after he, uh, he prostrated his obeisances and um, Ganga Devi, the baby, survived this test. And then Abhiram predicted that she would be a very powerful woman and pronounced her to be incarnation of the Holy Ganga. And he wrote 21 verse uh, hymn in her honor. Uh, it's also said that uh, as per Gorganudesha Deepika, her husband, whose name was Madhava Chattopadhyaya, was Shantanu, who was before in uh, Mahabharata, he was married to Ganga. And uh, they were living in a uh, village of Jirat, which is on the western bank of Bhagirati River. And their descendants continue to function as initiating gurus in Vaishnavism until today. The other is Hemalata Takurani. She's the daughter of um, uh, Shrinivasacharya. So about her, we can read a little bit. Uh, uh, from Narutam Vilas, but it's hardly any information. It's very little about her, unfortunately. Uh, she was actually a principal leader of the second generation of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and she was contemporary to Janava Devi. And she initiated many disciples, uh, most important of whom is Yadunandana. Uh, he was famous for being prolific poet and author. She's very famous uh, for her uh, role because she um, ostracized the leader of the early 18th century Sahaja challenge to Gaudiya Orthodoxy, Rupaka Viraj. So Rupaka Viraj is some famous Sahaja um, leader who was challenging the Orthodoxy Gaudiya line. And it is said that she tore his beads from his neck to indicate that he was no longer eligible to stay with them, to, uh, to be in the same level with the Vaishnavas in the Sangha they had. And the Adunandana writes about uh, this incident and other uh, exercise of authority in his book, Karnananda. Uh, it's primarily describing the life of Srinivasa Acharya. And he wrote this on the order of Hemalata Takurani. And the second wife of Srinivasa Acharya, whose, uh, her name is Goranga Priya. 
she also had initiated disciples. Uh, some other famous uh, uh, female Vaishnavas who also took, uh, gave initiations are uh, two sisters, Krishna Priya and Vishnu Priya. Uh, it is said that they represent a new type of women in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and they were renunciates who practiced a life of intense asceticism and devotion comparable to those of the male monks, and they lived among the male monks as well. So um, they're the daughters of Ganganara and Chakravarti, who was actually chief disciple of Narutam Das. And Narutam himself told them to take initiation from their father. They lived first at Radakund in Praj, and their reputation was so high that the Govardhan Shila, which Raghunath Das Thakur was worshiping, um, had been given to them personally. Uh, this Shila, I mean, was given personally by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Raghunath Das Goswami, was entrusted to their care by Mukunda, who is disciple of Krishna Das Kaviraj. Uh, so Krishna Das Kaviraj got this, uh, and to, from Raguna, then Mukunda got it, so he uh, gave later to, to the two sisters, um, Vishnu Priya and Krishna Priya. Uh, this itself, it is said that it was highly an orthodox act uh, at that time, which resulted in a certain amount of dissent in the conservative community, it is said. And um, in Narutama Vilas, um, it is described that Krishna Priya took a number of disciples, but ultimately she had to disown one of them, Rupa Kaviraj. He uh, took the side of those who felt that her sex restricted her role in certain public religious acts, and he objected to her presence in the assembly of men at the reading of Bhagavata. The Vaishnavas present, all of them offered obeisances to her in the assembly, with the exception of Rupa Kaviraj, who asked her how she, being a woman, could listen to the Bhagavata reading, to which she answered that it's the wagging of tongues that makes listening to the reading difficult and not my presence. So this made Rupa Kaviraj furious, but the result of his offensive behavior was that he was forced to leave Rindavan and return to Urissa. And the legend says that he ultimately died of, uh, ultimately died a leper. He was like sick of leprosy. Um, and uh, there is also a very beautiful description in Narutam Vilas about um, <clears throat> Srinivas who is uh, going and um, I just wanted to share this part because um, it is a very beautiful description how Srinivasa Acharya is going to the different um, Vaishnavis uh, or like the um, uh, associates of Mahaprabhu in his Lila and how he was um, um, accepted uh, in uh, everyone's house 
it is said first that um, uh, he was Shrinivasacharya was being ordered by Narahari that uh, to go to um, Navadvip. He was very um, 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 he was very overwhelmed with astonishment to see Lord Gurang and his associates uh, sporting heavily there. Srinivas had been granted the eyes to see the wonderful scene. Actually, everyone in Navadvip was floating in an ocean of sorrow. And Srinivas eagerly went to the house of Prabhu where Vishnu Priya Devi bestowed her mercy upon him. Dasa Gadadar, Srinivas, and others also welcomed Srinivas with tears of love in their eyes. From there, Srinivas went to Shantipur to see Sita Devi. Who can describe the loving reception he received from her? In ecstatic trance, he traveled on to Kardaha. There, Sri Janava and Boshuda greeted him with great affection. Then he went to Kanakula to receive the blessings of Sri Abhiram and his wife, Malini Devi, and returned to Srikanda, where he met again Sri Narahari Thakur, who bestowed his mercy upon him. Um, this was just a like description of um, from Narutam Vilas of how um, Srinivas got the vision of um, Gauralila and he could go to Vishnu Priya, Sita Devi, Malini Devi, and all the other associates to, um, who were very happy also to see him. And um, practically these are. Um, all, um, all the biographies we have of female Vaishnavi saints from that time, from Mahaprabhu time, time after him, the next generation. And um, there is a very um, nice book. Um, which is also some source of information for women saints from modern period. Uh, there is a, it's in Hindi. Uh, the name of the uh, author is OBL Kapoor. It's called Brajki Bhakta. Uh, and there he describes different saints from last century, mostly. And there, there mentioned 12 women altogether, saints described in this Brajke Bhakta. Of them, five are Gaudias. And um, they're very respected for their saintliness. Uh, only one of them, her name was Saduma, was a leader in a sense of being initiating Guru. Um, she was actually born in the family of Advaita Acharya. So that's why it's not astonishing because she was um, born in this Gaudiya family. Um, 
So um, three of them were Bengalis and all of them were from Brahminical families as well. And uh, it's very interesting that um, uh, most of the women, they had this tendency to the Vatsalia Rasa, uh, but there is an ex exception of one uh, Srimati Devi, and she was inclined to Sakya or the friendly mood, as we will read now about her. So the first one, famous out of these five, is Prishima Goswamini. And um, uh, her name originally was Chandra Shashi Mukhopadhyay. She is uh, also mentioned, she's the only woman mentioned in uh, Haridas Das uh, book, Gaudiya Vaishnava Jivani. He also describes their different Vaishnava saints. And her story centers around Gornitai deities. They were found uh, they can be found today in Vrindavan, in Banakandi. Uh, it's near Loi Bazar in Vrindavan. These deities belonged before to Murari Gupta, who is one of the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which we also know. And the name of Murari Gupta was carved on the base of one of the murtis. And uh, they were. Apparently, first they were lost, but later they were rediscovered in Siuri in Birbhum district in northwestern Bengal. And one monk, Balaram Das Babaji, while he was passing through Siuri, he had a dream in which he was instructed to take over the service of the deities. And um, not long after, a daughter of a wealthy landowner, Nadia Chandrashashi, who is later going to be Pishima. She was at that time only 20 years old. She came to Siuri to make some business and she became very attracted to the deities. And she was attending the services there regularly in the temple. And one night she had a dream in which Gornitai came to her in the form of young boys. They said that they were very hungry and they wanted her to feed them kir. But because she was not initiated, then Balaram Das, the Babaji who was attending them, he was not ready to give food to them prepared by her. And so she took initiation from him so that she can fulfill the desire of Gornitai. And a few days later, she was about to leave uh, for home. She had another dream. And there Gornitai begged her not to leave because, um, uh, because she was giving them such good things to, to eat. Uh, and, um, and they were like children. Uh, they were tugged on her skirts and even tore off piece of her cloth. Chandra uh, Shashi, when she awoke, she saw that her cloth was actually torn. She went to Balaram Das, who found the missing bit of cloth in the hands of the deity of Gora. 
And from that day on, she abandoned any intention to return home. And she was just staying to do service for Gornitai. Thereafter, they started in the village some speculations about the relationship between the monk Balaram Das and her. So they decided um, on the basis of instructions given to them in a dream to take Gornitai with them to live in Vrindavan. They placed the deities on a boat and made 1,600 kilometers trip along the Ganges and Yamuna all the way to Braj. Uh, Chandra Shashi in uh, Braj, she's known as Pishima, which means aunt. She built this new temple in Bharatandi for the deities, who became known locally as Pishima's Gornitai. One of the interesting legends uh, about uh, Pishima Goswamini is that one day while she was making a meal for Gornitai, they, she treated them as her own children. She started to have her um, monthly uh, female cycle. And, and she uh, considered herself impure to serve the deities. So she interrupted the, the service and um, she went to sleep. So they, Gornitai came to her and told her that just as an ordinary mother does not interrupt her service to her own children while having this menstruation, neither should she. They assured her that she would be liberated from this discomfort from the day on. So she bathed and made the food offering to the deities and never again experienced any female cycle. And she was leading a very strict life according to the Vaishnava regulations. She was bathing in Yamuna three times a day. She was chanting on her rosary every day, but her real focus was Archana. So she was engaged in a constant conversation with Gornitai. Uh, they were also appearing to other people from time to time to demand various types of service. And later when she was old and couldn't personally bath the deities or render some service, she was able to know whether things were going in the desired manner by her personal communication with them. Um, on one cold winter, uh, her successor who is Gopishwar Goswami bathed Gornitai with cold water. And she saw that the deities had running noses so to Gopeshwar amazement, she ran a handkerchief over their noses to show him the proof that they had caught cold due to his carelessness. Um, Haridas Das in his book recounts that Gopeshwar Goswami personally told him that when Pishima Goswamini first asked him to take over the service of Gornitai, he complained that he felt no pleasure in serving such small deities as he did not have the same type of parental affection as she, he was rather moved by sentiment of friendship. And he said that Pishima then went to the deities, pulled on their chins and they changed size to take on their present form, which is also very 
amazing to see how they were actually um, uh, having this. Um, yeah, she just could change their size by her, by uh, desire. Um, one second. And uh, the other uh, person who is also very interesting, this Yashoda Ma, who's also initiating, she passed away, it is said, in 1944. Uh, it is said that uh, she, uh, uh, her, her disciple, Krishna Prem, he was actually, maybe you have heard this story. Uh, this is a British pilot from the First World War. His name is Ronald Nixon. He was born in 1898. And because he was miraculously saved uh, in some mission in Germany, after the war, he was looking for uh, spirituality in India. He had a degree from Cambridge and he was uh, teaching English in Lucknow University and he was staying in, in the house of some vice chancellor there uh, who was uh, uh, his, his wife was Manika Devi and she was very highly educated woman and she had very like maternal feelings for him for Nixon she was calling him Gopal Many Bengali mothers called their sons Gopal. Um, so he says that um, Mrs. Chakravarti, she was very uh, heavily involved in her husband's rather busy Western style, social life. And he was getting more and more interested in Buddhism and Hinduism, started studying Sanskrit. He observed that. Um, she had a very deep spiritual peace emanating from her. And every time there was some big gatherings in their house, she was disappearing. And he followed her on one occasion and saw that she was absorbed in deep meditation. Uh, she explained him that uh, they both with her husband developed interest in Vaishnavism and being initiated by Bal Krishna Goswami of Radharaman family in Vrindavan. Nixon then asked to be initiated by her, but because he asked for a sannyas initiation, in order to be able to do so to initiate him, she herself went to Vrindavan, took sannyas, so that she could give him this initiation too. And she got the name Yashoda Ma on this occasion. And Krishna Prem was the sannyas name she gave to him. So it's amazing that <laughs> never heard that uh, a woman took sannyas in order to initiate another person in sannyas. So the two of them, uh, they went to live um, to Mirtola, some near Almore in the Himalayan foothills. 
and they called their ashram Uttara Vrindavan. They installed Radha Krishna deities, and she was teaching local children how to read and to write. And he was writing several books and also attracted some Englishmen and Indians, Indians who became his disciples afterward. And uh, it is also said that in her childhood, Yashodama, uh, she had some interesting experiences with holy people there, famous ones. Uh, when she was 12, she was chosen to represent a uh, goddess at Kumari Puja, in which Swami Vivekananda himself was uh, offering flowers at her feet. And also it is said that uh, in one occasion, there is one yogi, Pauhari Baba, was giving clothes and commandalu to each sannyasi who would come to his cave. And she dressed herself as a boy and stood in the line to, to get also some commandalu and cloth. And when she entered the, the cave, she wanted to see how it is possible that he was distributing all these gifts without, she, she, she saw that it's completely empty. So for this reason, she started to have very much belief in, in miracles. And um, she also worshiped the deities in parental mood. And um, also she had special experiences with her Gopal deity. Um, another very famous, um, probably you can take this uh, as the last note to overload you. <laughs> and there is, I have uh, for next time also an interesting story about um, a disciple of Shilashidar Maharaj. I could find uh, from one disciple of Prabhupada I know since many years, but he passed. Uh, he left this world some years ago and he lived in Singapore for many years. I found on one like almost abandoned website his story and I will be able to disclose you uh, about a very special disciple of Shilashidar Maharaj. He was having big appreciation for her. So it will be interesting also to, to read about her. So the next third Vaishnavi from more modern uh, time, her name is Saduma uh, or Siddheshwari Devi. She was, uh, she also passed in 1944. So she was living last century. She was a daughter of Govinda Chandra Goswami from Bangladesh. And she was also a descendant of um, associate of Advaita Acharya. Uh, she was born during the annual Turga Puja and her father considered her as an incarnation of Yoga Maya. And she studied the scriptures from very young age and um, her father initiated her as well and he was teaching her. And she took sannyas after the death of her father. And she was wearing saffron cloth like Prabhupada Saraswati. Uh, she went to, she was wandering throughout India. 
she visited all the major places of pilgrimage. And she was depending on God alone for her protection. And she met a famous Shakta Bamankepa at Tarapit, some Shakta famous one. And he told her to spend some time in Belur and then to go to Vrindavan. Belur is on the south, famous holy place. And he also recognized her as an incarnation of Yoga Maya. It is said that uh, when she finally came and settled in Vrindavana, she built a large ashram dedicated to Radha Kunja Kishori near the Rangana temple. She had hundreds of Punjabi and Bengali disciples, including many who were prominent and wealthy citizens. And they built other temples also in Belur, Govardhan, Bhubaneswar, and Puri. Um, in the tradition of Advaita families, she strictly followed the Hari Bhakti Vilas, and she was even instituting regular performances of fire sacrifices in all her temples, except for Braj, because there she had a vision of Radha, who pro prohibited her such rituals as unnecessary in Vrindavan. She loved Rasa Lila performances. It is said that she has fainted once when she was hearing of Mahaprabhu's sannyas while the Lila was sung. Uh, like many of the other powerful women devotees of Brajas, she placed a lot of emphasis on service to the devotees who all called her mother. She, uh, so this is how she's called, Saduma or Sideshwari Devi. And uh, for the next time, we will just leave the, the other two um, from this line. Uh, one is Srimati Devi. And she's the one which is actually uh, in the Sakya Rasa, which is also very interesting because uh, it is said that mostly uh, in our line, men are being in Madhuri Rasa are feeling more like uh, females no? in their spiritual uh, perception. And on the opposite, Srimati Devi being in a female body, she was having this uh, uh, coward boy mood. And she was at some point dressing like that, etc. So it's also especially interesting for us also to, to read about it. And then about this disciple of Shiroshidar Maharaj, I will also share with you. So if there are any questions or comments anyone would like to share, please. Um, you can say, oh, thank you also, Sharada, for uh, attending and uh, yeah, also being inspiration for me to try to find more things. I, I hope I, I have found everything which is within my possibilities, maybe uh, further investigation can be done if you have some more I don't know, sources or anyone else can find.
I will also try to find. Uh... Oh, thank you very much, Krishna Kumar. Um, I will try to find a photo of this um, disciple of Shilashidar Maharaj because uh, it's also very interesting. I hope uh, there is somewhere and there's an interview with her which I will be able to read for you. Her name is Srimati Krishnamai Devi and uh, she was um, having uh, Vyasa Puja in 1998, she turned 100 years and uh, she lived many, many years. She was even pointed to, to be eventually successor Acharya of Shurashidar Maharaj, which is amazing. But she was very sick in the last many years of her life, so she uh, couldn't really perform much services, but she was the main cook there in Shichaitanya Saraswat Mat. So it's interesting. Okay, thank you so much for being together. My pronouns to everyone. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just couldn't feel. Hello. Yes. Uh, I couldn't fit in before. Um, I just wanted to ask, I know that Vishnupriya, the wife of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, she wasn't an initiating guru, but she, from what I've read, the little I know, she was also, she, she led a very saintly life after he accepted sannyas. Is there somewhere more information about her? Mm -hmm. Uh, some information, of course, there is some in uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita from uh, yeah, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. Uh, I know some from uh, Bhakti Ratnakara. Uh, I was not sharing about, I mean, there is little, no, no, because we were speaking here about uh, Vaishnavi saints, of course, she's a saint. <laughs> And she had such a special, um, yeah, I mean, she's eternal consort of Mahaprabhu. Um, but it was the idea to, to have what I understood more like a, um, a Vaishnavi saints and gurus who are um, making this role of acharyas, etc. And uh, there is also... Um, um, explained that uh, after Mahaprabhu left, uh, like took sanyas and left the house, she was uh, chanting on her beats and on every round she was taking out, she was pulling one rice, one grain of rice. And <laughs> all the rounds she was chanting during the day so many grains she was collecting and this was the only thing she would cook and eat so it is said that she was having quite yeah uh, like a special mood of separation from Mahaprabhu and the place where she lived uh, it's in Navadvip uh, it's today 
like one of the most special places for Parikrama in Navadvip. Um, there, there is a deity of Mahaprabhu, which he himself has given to her. Um, and it's a very special form of Mahaprabhu. Uh, he's with um, two open, uh, like, uh, like two extended arms, like, and hands visible, like being extremely merciful. And his name is Dameshwar. Uh, so there one can get on his head the the sandals of Mahaprabhu. They are keeping them there. Of course, they have, because he, he has given it to her. So she lived there well, together with uh, the mother of Sachi, mother of Mahaprabhu. But at least it is said Sachi could see him sometime, but she could never. So, and she lived quite many years. This is what I remember from her story and you know this is what i i remember as places mentioned about her and i can imagine that now as Maharaj is going to write about the nitya navadvip the eternal because there she's also described because mahaprabhu is not taking sanya so she's a part of the eternal lila and where yeah, like in the songs we are singing uh, in the uh, the Lila of Mahaprabhu, she's also he's sharing like with her about the different uh, uh, yeah different stories etc. In the evening, so I suppose he, we will know more about her what she's doing in the inter eternal Navadvip. It will be also very interesting. But for sure, you can see from uh, from Chaitanya Charitamrita, and I think also from Gora Ganudesha Deepika, there should be a description about her. But I also have this book I have shown you on the first uh, lecture, which was about actually here. It's a book from uh, Bhakti Balabhita Maharaj. Uh, it's called Chichetani, um, His Life and Associates, and there is also like information about Vishnupi as well, because of course she is a very famous saint, and also um, uh, Sita Devi, also wife of Advaita Acharya, of course, but none of them was initiating and being a guru. So this is what I can share if anyone wants to add something very well. And thank you for the question. Uh, Okay, any other question or comment? Thank you, everyone. My pronouns. Panchkal Patrubia Chakri Pasindubia Vacha Patitanam Kavanibio Vaishnavibio.
मौन गुरु महाराज की जय की जय हरि बोल